Wicked Deep is not an ordinary podcast about dating. Let's Get Wicked Deep is a dating podcast where tough questions are asked and honest answers are given. It's a place to begin meaningful conversations and lasting impressions. Let's Get Wicked Deep, a healthy dating resource. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. Today, I have a guest on the show that I'm really excited about having on. We have certified relationship coach Lady M on the show today. Hello, Lady M. Hey, yes. Hello, hello. How are you? I am doing great. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Oh, we, thank you. We connected through um, Instagram. We had a great conversation. Um, and I laughed a lot with you. And I think you're just amazing. So I'm oh, really excited to have thank you. Thank you show. so much. And you're amazing as well. So two amazing people recognize that. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, even though you're from Connecticut, and <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> but you are a fellow New Englander. So you're okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Whenever I meet anyone from Connecticut, the first question is, okay, Red Sox and Yankees. Um, so that's always a big, a big point to make. So anyway, so today on this episode, we're going to be talking about, I guess, the elusive healthy relationship. And I say elusive because it seems like it can be really difficult to get into something that starts healthy, remains healthy, and continues to be healthy. So you talk about healthy relationships. So let's hear um, your take on healthy relationships. So my take, and I just have three key things that I just want to go over to really validate those key things. So number one, one of the things that I see and I know from just, just, just identifying what a healthy relationship is, is having a friendship built into that relationship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, okay, you want to go ahead. Hey, let's take it to the next level. Okay, we're dating. But did you actually have that time to get to know that person as a friend? Mm -hmm. And if you get to know that person as a friend, you'll see some character flaws like, uh, I don't think I want to go there with you because you're not actually lining up to the type of person I'm looking for. And therefore, okay, I'm just going to have to pass. Mm-hmm. But if you see that it's actually the friendship is flowing and there's no judgment zone in both individuals, there go ideal right there. That's your f- friendship built in. If you just feel, oh my God, I got some great news. I can't run home to tell that, you know, tell my, you know, my mate and my friend, you're ready to go ahead and just say everything, tell them everything about you and like I said going back to that judgment zone they're not holding any judgment against you this is Mm -hmm. who truly who you are and they enjoy that they love that you know they are just intrigued by that and that's very vitally important to that it sounds like the best thing to do when you meet someone before you get into anything is to slow it down and observe them in their natural habitat to see who they are naturally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then that way you have a picture of that type of person because now you're, you're getting into their world and they're actually there. Everything is taken down because of course in the dating and the dating world, you have that actual other person wearing that mask on because they're trying to give you their best self at Mm -hmm. that time. 
yeah, that's good that you're giving your best self, but at the end of it all, you want the mask because you want to see the true them. Yes, we want that mask to fall off very quickly so we know exactly what we're dealing with. Absolutely, absolutely. So then that way, if they have like a, if they're a crazy person on Friday, and then you know every Friday, okay, at five o'clock in PM, they're about to go into their tantrum or whatever they're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you just know that. <laughs> so that and that's that's one of the key things in that for sure. I've heard a lot of people who get into new relationships or someone that, with someone that they start dating and they're afraid to either tell them news or ask them questions or to reveal certain parts of who they really are. And when I hear this, my advice is always it's better to show who you really are, ask the tough questions, figure out who the other person is now rather than later. And if you put that off, then you're never really going to get to know who this person is. Absolutely. And so that's why that first date, you know, I, cause even that with me doing the certified dating coach and relationship coaching, I do date night planning. That mm-hmm. first date with you and that ideal person, you need to actually be in a setting to where you can ask so many questions, you know, even to the point to where, you know what? Okay all right, we got to pick this up the next date because it's just so many questions that you want to know about, you know, everything about them. You know, you want to know exactly how their family style is, you know, how their upbringing was, what, you know, what type of schools they went to. These are the key things that you want to understand and know about that person. Are they very athletic? Because that will determine too, like, okay, if they're athletic, all right, can I actually be the one to, and perfect example, I watched The Bachelor the other night. Mm. and they were climbing on the side of the building that was the first time she ever done that and mm-hmm. she had a lot of fears and I'm like okay well if you got an athletic person you might want to actually consider that as a date are you willing to do that right yes I totally agree with that it's it's figuring out what you're able to to be around and not be around so it, that's a great example of an athletic person so if one person's not and the other one is. If one person likes to go to the gym and work out and stay fit and the other one doesn't, how is that relationship going to work in the long run? Because the person who's not into the gym will fake it for a little while, but then all of a sudden that will fall off and then it's like, oh boy, what do we have here? You know, so that's, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And that's so true. Like for example, me and my, my fiance, I don't, I I mean, I know he's great at it, but when I go work out with him, oh my God, he's a drill sergeant. And I'm like, like, oh, what did I sign up for here? And his thing, no pain, no gain. Let's go. No pain, no gain. But he does it in such a loving way. So I have to just like, okay, babe, I got you. All right, I'm keeping up. I got it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, I think that's amazing because it is definitely possible for a person um, who say isn't a fitness person who meets a fitness person. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I kind of want to go into your fitness world. Let's do this together. And then next thing you know, you have a new lifestyle. So I think it's definitely like, Hey, you know, I'm not okay with this. Like for me, if I was dating and I met someone who liked to hunt, um, no, that's just, no, no, um, (laughs) no, that's never going to be me. You have a great time. And if 
And if this guy is like, well, hunting is very important to me, well, then this may not work out because I'm not interested in joining that world. So it's definitely knowing like what your deal break is at. And I think a lot of people have a hard time because of the person that they're with or the person that they're dating, whether it's how they look or what kind of job they have, they tend to look past like the real life stuff and just try to go after what they're focusing on, which is a relationship. But how long is that relationship going to last if you don't have a lot of things in common? Yes. And that's the commonality is has to be very high. And I can give you an example of this. Now, for me, my children are in their 20s and I haven't gotten on a bike since they were little kids mm-hmm. and training them and everything. So with him, you know, he's an avid bike rider and that's something he does with his his children. And I'm just like, OK, so he actually ended up buying me a bike and Ooh. I actually went ahead and retrained, even though the first time. Oh, my God, that was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> now I convinced myself, you know what? Get back on. You got this. You know, you're in the gym. So it's not like you can't do it because you can do it. And when I tell you I had the best time ever, mm-hmm. I had the best time ever. So it's actually allowing that person to get you out of your comfort zone. And that's what he does. He gets me yes. out of my comfort zone to say, okay, there's more to life than this. And that's what you want to definitely look at as a healthy trait too. Can this person bring you out that comfort zone? Because that comfort zone is going to bring you the better part of you and the things that you're looking to probably even think that you wanted to do. Right. Yes. I totally agree with that where it's sometimes the people that we meet are we meet them because they're going to make us better people. They're going to add value. And because they're going to add value and because of how amazing they are on their own, we want to be better. We want to be, you know, more of who we can be just because someone else is bringing it out in us. And it's amazing when we can find somebody who does that instead of, oh, I work out, but I'll eat pizza with you and drink wine with you on the couch every night. Like, no, at first that sounds great. But then after a while, it's like, oh my gosh, what is my life? So it's it's amazing. And I think it's very important to find someone that does get you out of that comfort zone. It makes you a little bit uncomfortable. So you get to know different parts of you. Absolutely. Because guess what? You know, you never test your waters until you actually go out into the deep. So this is you yes. going out into the deep and saying, Okay, not saying I can't and change that to I can. I can try it to see exactly what, you know, what may come out of this, you know, out of that, too. I think I've seen Mm -hmm. a date where um, this was I think it was on Instagram where the couple actually ended up swimming with sharks. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's interesting. But it actually gave them a sense of protection for each other to see if they're going to have each other's back nice and actually if you trust your partner enough and that's a level to definitely identify if that trust is there and that's another key healthy trait too can i really trust this person Mm -hmm. with everything Mm -hmm. yes and i feel like when people talk about trust in a relationship they tend to go straight to cheating 
And trust in a relationship comes in different yes, shapes, different sizes, different colors, different meanings. So give us a few examples of different ways we can trust. Well, different, definitely different ways that we can trust. Like I just gave that example in reference to the date where they went out and did the, the swimming mm-hmm. with the sharks. That actually showed mm-hmm. the, the test of, okay, if something happens to you, I have your back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on. I'm got you. I'm on that. And then also too is ref in reference to another level of of trust is that is giving that consistency as well. And when I say mm-hmm. about consistency is okay. Now I've already put my feelings out to you, and this is what I'm looking for. Can I trust you that you're going to make a phone call each day to me, or? Yes. And I trust you that you're going to send me a text, good morning, every morning. I mm-hmm. mean, those are the key things I want to be able to, because it takes those little things and those little things will just start forming and to medium things. And they'll start to be large out of that because you trust yes. out of that small thing. And it grew from that. Mm-hmm. It's just like a plant. If we put seeds into the ground, now we have to do whatever we need to do. We need to water it. We need to make sure it gets adequate sunlight, all those things. And that's the same thing in a relationship too. We got to make sure that we're putting into those things. And then that way we're not having a starving relationship that is one-sided. It has to be consistency and it has to be that level of consistency and trust in that too. Consistency is absolutely key to anything in life. That's what I feel like. If you start off a a new relationship or dating someone and you do send a good morning text every morning, but that's not who you are, if you're only doing that to get the attention of this person and then three or four months in, it falls off, that is going to make the person not have the reassurance that they've been having. Correct. So, and, and it gets confusing. So it's like, well, you were doing this and now you're not. Well, I'm not really a texter. I just did that to win you over. Surprise. You know, so it's like, starting off a relationship or starting off dating by actually doing what you can do and, and building it and being more and more consistent, I think just helps with so much. It helps everything to grow, to develop. And it's so true what you say, like those small things build the big bridge to trust. It does. It does. It, really does. it does. And also too, the other thing to add to that, that other level of trust boundaries, Mm-hmm. because if yes. you don't have the level of boundaries already established mm-hmm. from the beginning if you're already saying okay here's my boundaries to you and I want you to be able to I entrust you to make sure that you don't do anything to to hurt those boundaries to don't come against them or anything because that's you're forming that level of trust even in that and that goes for mm-hmm. both ways too for the male yeah. and not your female as well I think yep the boundaries is is huge if somebody breaks your boundary they're not just breaking boundary they're breaking trust exactly exactly Mm -hmm. that's right and I love what you said because we adequate trust to the cheating aspect but there's so many levels of trust into that you know that Mm -hmm. we have to actually just let's not think out that let's think of the healthy boundaries in the trust aspect out of that too as well yeah, and I really feel like, and this this seems to be something that's a little bit of, um, I guess, like a, a zinger for some people is when we're talking about trust and we're talking about boundaries, that those things go along with us in our relationship. They come with us. 
when we become committed. They come with us when we're engaged. They come with us when we're married. So when we're married to someone, that does not mean that we get to break all of their boundaries. That means you know, we still have to just the, the relationship has developed stronger, but we still have to respect people's boundaries. So if you're married to someone who has a little box and he says, these are my private things, I don't want you to go in here. This is essentially none of your business. Going into something that is someone else's private property is breaking boundaries, exactly. whether you're you know, whether you're married or not. And I think that a lot of people feel like once they get that like commitment, they feel like, oh, no, now I have the right to go through your phone. Um, no, mm-hmm. you actually never have the right to go through anyone's phone, regardless of mm-hmm. what your relationship status is. And I think that's something that a lot of people um, don't really understand because I feel like a lot of people think relationship means like ownership. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's not nothing to ownership or anything like that. At all. No, no. And I, I think that's a reason why a lot of men fear the commitment or the relationship label. Well, they'll treat you like you're in a relationship full on, but then it's like, oh no, I'm not in a relationship, but I love this person. It's that that label that people fear so much. Yes, absolutely. You're, and you're so right about that for sure. So, and then, you know, to add to the last part of that healthy um, relationship, last thing is always be yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't never, ever be a pretend version of you because of course that's actually a lie. Yes. Always it's... be you. And the person that actually that has a that's fond of you that likes you they are going to accept you no matter what you are but with the accepting part they're going to make you become better a better you i will definitely agree with that and i love that and i think that is something that a lot of people have difficulty with um women for example will you know sometimes put on more makeup than they normally do for the first like six months i've seen (laughs) where you know, women will sleep with a guy, wake up and wash your face, put makeup on and get back in bed. Uh, I am. No, absolutely. No, I am way too exhausted to do anything like that for a guy. So when I was dating and I met the person that I've been dating on our third date, I was like, "Mm, I do not feel like dressing up. And I wore sweatpants. Wow. And I thought, I thought for sure, like, I'm never going to see this guy again anyway. So I'm going to do it. And two years later, he's, he's still, still there. Here. Cause um, he accepted still you. T- he accepted you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he, he hates those sweatpants and he talks about it all the time, <laughs> but you know, cause men like men are not dating makeup. Men are not dating the outfit. Men are not dating those really nice shoes that you're wearing. They're dating the person underneath all yes. of that. And you know, once we accept who we are under our clothes, then it'll be a lot easier to just present ourselves who we naturally are. You know, it's sometimes hard to do, but I think men, you know, want to date the human, not what the human is wearing. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting um, how we put on these like facades to win someone over because we're trying to get them to like us in one way when we really need them to like us in a completely different way. You want them to have, 100% 100% authentically you. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. So a relationship um, that's healthy is where you trust, you have boundaries, you respect those boundaries. 
Um, you fight fair. I'm just going to kind of throw that out there yes. a little bit where there's no yelling and no name calling. And, you know, an unhealthy relationship is a lot of control. Manipulation and, and toxic. Yes. It's very toxic. Yes. Lots, lots of mm-hmm. toxic. Yes. Yeah. So it's, so the difference is when you're with an unhealthy person versus a healthy person, you're going to feel free enough to be exactly who you are without Absolutely. Free versus fear. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to go at it. I know personally I've been in both. I think a lot of people have been in both, or at least they've been in the toxic and now they're trying to figure out how to have the healthy. So what do you, how do you feel like people can go about getting, going from something that isn't super healthy into something healthy? What kind of steps do you feel like? Well, they I mean, take? for that in itself, if you're coming out of a toxic relationship, uh, the first things I would suggest is definitely um, seeking a coach or actually a, a therapist, because the thing is, you don't want to bring that baggage into something that could possibly be a brighter day for you. And you want to make sure that you unpack every single baggage that you need to unpack with your coach and your therapist. So then that way you can identify some key things, some triggers or some, you know, some actual, you know, flashbacks from something you had dealt with from the previous relationship. You want all that to be empty out because you don't want that Mm -hmm. to come with you to your next at all. So I strongly suggest definitely seeing a coach or therapists for definitely getting all that those things addressed before you go into seeking something that's healthy and whole. After you do that, now it's time for you to build yourself. It's time for you to rebrand you. So then that way you know mm-hmm. exactly what you are going to offer to not only yourself, but also to that person as well. Yeah, I think definitely getting to know who you are, leaving your ghosts kind of like where yes. they belong, which is yes. in the past healing you know living free living single I don't know about you but I know for me like when I was living the single single life it was the best time in my life (laughs) me too yeah yeah it was the best it it wasn't a like a prison sentence it wasn't you know a punishment it was freeing it was beautiful it was amazing so once you enjoy your single life you do you naturally take your time before you get into a relationship because you're in that little space where you're thinking about saying goodbye to your single life, which is like saying goodbye to a friend, but then welcoming in something that could be amazing. So there's a little bit of a hesitation there. I know for me, I had a little hesitation like where it's like, do I really want to let this go? Or, you know, do I really want to do that? And sometimes I still think <laughs> like, what am I doing? But it's uh, freedom. Freedom is just and freedom in while well, you're single and freedom in a relationship are just, two amazing things it absolutely is it absolutely is well lady m i want to say thank you so much for taking your time today to come on my show where can people where can people find more information about you and your coaching services they can find me at all my social media platforms at dating coach lady m and then also my website is www.ladymthedatecoach.net again that's ladymthedatecoach.net for my website as well that's awesome. And I love how real quick how you plan dates. I think that's oh, I love brilliant. It. <laughs> love it. Love it. I, I think that's that's so Thank that's you. so amazing. Um, 
I, I love that. And I, when you were saying that, because you had mentioned that before, I remember thinking like, I'm going to have to hire her. I don't know how you'll do long distance date planning, but I'm going to have to hire you to plan a date for me one day. So, I think that would be amazing. So thank you again so much for coming on the show. And I appreciate well, you. you. And all your I appreciate you too as well. Thank you for the invite. You are so welcome. Have a you great too. rest of your day. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. To find out more information about anything you heard on today's show, please check out BeBraveCoaching.org.